Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today we welcome Amir Sheikh, founder of Ponderly, a new social media platform that's intended to be a safe and engaging space where users can get the facts, consider the other side, and decide what to think. The point is to cut through the rhetoric, lies, and misinformation that's spun out on major social media platforms and help bring people together. It's an interesting concept, so stay with us. Welcome to Lean to the Left, home of no-holds-barred commentary, plus interviews with fascinating people, some of them top experts, others simply with interesting stories to tell. You'll never know who'll show up at Lean to the Left. Now, here's your host, Bob Gaddy. Hey, Amir, thanks for joining us on the Lean to the Left podcast. I really appreciate it, buddy. Hi, Bob. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, tell us about Ponderly and what it's all about, man. Yeah, sure. So Ponderly has is, is been something that evolved from, we, we called it 4B initially, and essentially it's, a, it's an answer to the bias and misinformation and all of the other issues we see all around us in society today. And you, when you look at the mainstream social media platforms, when you look at the mainstream platforms, regardless right. of what political side or group you're on, there's it's present and it's harmful. It's harmful to individuals. It's harmful to society. And so we wanted to offer an alternative that wasn't the same thing what everybody else is doing, which is, hey, trust me, I'm going to tell you the truth. So our strategy is a little different where we purposely present two sides of whatever the topic is. And we let you know there's two sides and then you have the complete picture and you can be more informed and make better decisions. So that's essentially what makes us different. We also integrate a lot of social media um, features within the platform outside of the content that, that, that we do create. But really, it's an alternative to the options we have today. Was this your idea? Yeah, yeah. It, it was initially the idea came from that feeling of frustration with friends and family, just mm -hmm. the disagreements. And you can see people who are just misinformed, all of the things I mentioned. And right. I said, I could just keep getting frustrated and bang my head against the wall or try to find a solution. And so that's where it started and it evolved over time. Okay. So now you have an actual company built to, to run this thing? Yep. Yep, we do. We have a small team and a lot of our writers are independent contractors. But but yeah, no, it's been slowly growing and um, we've been really proud of what we've accomplished. Cool. 
All right. Your website states that Ponderly has a large, diverse group of writers. You just mentioned writers and editors who deliver short, fact-based content that's cited and easy to read. So tell us about that component of uh, Ponderly. Yes, we don't advertise it, but most of our articles, they're approximately 500 words range. And so each writer gets about 250. A couple of reasons we do that. Our target demographic is Gen Z and millennials, and they're always busy. I'm not sure what they're busy with, but we want to try to accommodate their lifestyle. Also, it forces the writers to really get to the point. Um, 250 words, as most people know, is not very many. And so you really have to get to the facts. And the processes, they have a guideline, and then we have internal editors that you know, that also go over it. And then we have a third person that checks it as well. And it's really important for Ponderly to stay neutral in this process, regardless of we're all humans, everyone that's part of the team, but we have some ethics and some procedures. And then we check each other to ensure that it's not even, it doesn't even come down to the facts. A lot of it is, you know, you can give somebody a little bit more coverage or you give someone a little bit more time or less time, whatever. There's so many different ways to, to insert like bias both consciously and unconsciously. So we have to really be careful and cognizant of that. Yeah. Amir, I was just wondering, do you have a news background, a journalism background? I do not. No, I do not. I come from a business world, okay. so I, had, I, I don't have that background at all. But you have people that do who are on your team, right? That's correct. Yep. I'm the, probably the least qualified on my team. <laughs> the guy in charge is the least qualified. That's how we're speaking. Yep. <laughs> is there a way on Ponderly for subscribers to comment on articles or otherwise express their views regarding their content? Yeah. So that's really what we've been working really, you know, in the back end with the social media companies that are out there is to take some of the more most popular features and integrate that with our content and media. So mm -hmm. uh, not only can you comment, but uh, when you engage with the platform, a lot of those activities go to your profile automatically. And so let's say if you have an account um, and you interact with Ponderly, I can now just go to your profile and I know a lot about Bob and what your views are and what you think about certain things. And then further, we have uh, gamification, which we're integrating. So you actually get rewarded, for example, making productive comments or voting on articles and such. So really to encourage that uh, productive engagement. What did you call it? Gamification? Gamification, yes, basically just like it sounds like a lot of the games, they have rewards and badges and points and things like that. So we're, we've integrated that and okay. our points actually, you can redeem for merchandise actually, once you can, once you earn enough. But other things is, for example, we have a posting section. What are you pondering where you can post content just like social media? But for us, you actually have to, you actually have to use a point for that. And so the, in order, you don't have to pay for that. You, you engage with the platform to earn that. But the thought is quality over quantity. We don't want 10,000 posts. We'd rather have 1,000 and they're higher quality. And if people have to earn it, they're probably more likely to spend more time on it. Is there a charge for people to participate with Ponderly? No, there is not. There, we do have other tiers where it, you get other benefits, but for the average person, there's no cost at all. Oh, okay. Is there advertising allowed on it? You mean if somebody wanted to advertise? Yeah. They could. We're not right at the stage we're at right now. We're still adding feature, developing, and growing. So that's okay. not a huge thing. But yeah, hypothetically, yes, you could. Well, I'm just wondering where you get your revenue from. If it's free to participate yep. and you don't have advertising, how are you making any money out of it? 
Yeah, so we have we do have ads that that run auto ads. Okay. And then we have a subscription. So the subscription is a monthly subscription for $4 and uh, you get a bunch of benefits with that. Okay, so in order for me to participate in Ponderly, I got to subscribe for 4 bucks. No, you do not. That oh. subscription is additional benefit. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So every you come on Ponderly, everything is free. Um okay. however, for example, if you want to start messaging random people or multiple random people, then you know you either have to have points, which you can earn if you engage with the platform, or if your subscriber also gets you like a special designation, there's some posting advantages. So there's other advantages you get from that, but for the average person, there's no cost. All right. Do you envision Ponderly competing against Facebook and X and LinkedIn and all of that? Yeah, all of those you just mentioned, they're partial competitors. Uh, there's nobody really doing exactly what we're doing because they're in the social media. They don't produce their own content. And so partially, yes, we are. Ultimately, we're providing an alternative for people who are just fed up with the choices that they have, the crowds that they have, the trolling, the clickbait, um, yeah. and just like the unproductive conversations and really want to get like-minded people who are open-minded and who want to have real conversations versus just yell and shout at each other. Yeah. Okay. Amir, I'm just wondering how, when did you begin this? How long has it been underway and it's, how's it going? How many subscribers would you say you have now? Yeah. We started around the COVID time. Since then, I've been bootstrapping it in a lot of A-B testing, a lot of focus groups, things like that. And we're in the thousands as far as, as far as users. Okay. And, but we haven't had any aggressive marketing campaigns. This is worth starting with the like the podcast, which is why I'm on here and sure. other such things. And uh, right now, it's probably not beneficial for us to hit the gas and bring on a 100,000 users overnight. Right. We want to really make sure that this is a product in every way that people want to use. So we're getting feedback as people come on and right. learning and making adjustments. Okay. I really like the idea. I think it's a terrific idea for sure. Now, you say that with information overload, we're the most misinformed generation. I got that from something your people sent me or you sent me. How does Ponderly combat this issue and ultimately bring people together? What do you think? Yeah, if you see any article, and we have we're, we have 13 categories from beauty to news and politics to technology mm -hmm. and science. So it's not necessarily all fighting topics per right. se. Um, sure. But I think the biggest way we do that is we purposely show that there's two main sides to whatever the topic uh, at hand is, and we present it in a non-fighting, threatening way. And the goal is, let's say, if, if you think the earth is flat, for example, which, Bob, I, I'm not sure what you do, but I'll, just for the... Uh, no, I don't think the earth that. is flat. All right. So let's say you think the earth is round. And let's just say if I say the earth is flat, right. I want to make a, a make an environment where you're not laughing at me and I'm not making fun of you and all those things. And we can sure. talk. And then hopefully at the end of that, maybe you can convince me or maybe I can consider maybe the earth isn't flat or vice versa and so on and so forth. And so it, the challenge is creating that type of environment. It's similar to how nice restaurants operate, where if you go to a McDonald's, the rules in McDonald's are probably not far off of a, a rules in a five-star restaurant. But when you have the decor, when you have the menu, when you have all of the other things that a restaurant has, people just automatically behave differently. And those same people can go to 
at McDonald's and they'll, a lot of their formalities will go out the window because the environment is different. And for us, the gamification I talked about, a lot of the way that we present the content in a neutral, neutral way and purposely bringing both sides and a lot of other features that we have contribute to that nice restaurant environment. And so we can limit some of that. Yeah, I went on, I went online and looked at some of the material on Ponderly and, um, and some of the articles. I particularly looked at the politics section because that's kind of my shtick. And uh, I was impressed. I saw one piece. I think the question was, are local politics or local elections more important or less important than national politics and national elections? And you had two writers, one taking local the local perspective and the other taking the national perspective. And within, as you say, what, 250 words, they made their case. And then there was room at the bottom for people to comment. And I just thought that was terrific. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and I think, and I'm sure, and I'm assuming you were the same way. When people come on the platform, the first thing, it's human nature they try to do is, is this left-leaning? Is this right-leaning? What's the bias? What's the angle? What's their goal? Yeah. And that's automatic because every we have learned and we've been conditioned that everybody does it. And so mm -hmm. that's really where we're, we're different. And we really have to gain that trust and we have to make sure we never, we never compromise is that, that keep that neutrality, regardless of, again, we all have our personal views, but those views sure. can never manifest on the platform. Okay. So we've seen that we've seen a lot of commentary and I've had a people on my show talking about this all the time, about the harm that social media has placed upon our country with people being so fighting against each other all the time, almost. It seems like most people participate on platforms where they feel comfortable. So right-wingers are on the right-wing platforms and left-wingers are on the left-wing platforms and never the twain shall meet. So they end up in, a, in an echo chamber where differing views are not expressed. And that's just the opposite of what you're doing. Yeah, no, our strategy is not to create tribes or bubbles or separate groups. Our goal is to bring those groups together or at least expose them, expose the groups and in a productive discourse environment. Okay. And I think, yeah, it's really important that what you just mentioned, that issue is to first of all be aware that most people don't even know that they're participating in that. They think that because they're in the bubble, they're in their own bubble. And really, and the first step is really just to understand, hey, I am in a bubble. We all are to a certain extent in a bubble. It's right. just some of us are more or less aware of it. How, what do you see as the future for Ponderly and what do you want to achieve overall? Yeah, I think once we get some of these last minute tweaks in, it's really going to be an alternative for a lot of the social media, you have your X, you have Instagram, you have TikTok to a certain extent in this category. Mm -hmm. And then you have the media from the top, like the CNN and the Fox, and then we can go down the list of all of them. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the trolls, I'll call, I'll use troll as the word for now, and mm -hmm. extreme, extreme people on every side, unfortunately take up most of the bandwidth and they represent the masses, even though they don't represent the masses. And social media is partially to blame for that because a lot of the algorithms promote extremism or some of the loudest or obnoxious people. 
But I think the majority of the country and the majority of the world, people are generally good and people are not crazy and they generally don't want to cut each other's heads off. And so I think that's where we want to focus on for the most part is that majority who's like, you know what, I, I do listen here, or I do participate here, but I'm not really happy about it, but I don't really have a choice because right. this is the best option I have. And so for those people, I want to provide this platform where they really have a viable alternative where they don't have to sacrifice any of their functions and they can be happy and feel at home and connect with people who also feel the same way as them. Now, you mentioned that you guys are doing some tweaks. You have some things you want to fix and improve still. But people, you've, you said you have about a thousand subscribers. So how can people get involved now? Yeah, we're on the App Store and the Google Play Store just under Ponderly, P-O-N-D-E-R-L-Y. And uh, yeah, we're more than that. We're in the thousands, but, but yeah, I think you just download the app, check it out and participate, comment, and we're adding features on a regular basis, but it, this okay. is something that is a grassroots movement. That's not only a good platform, but it's also, I think, much needed in society today. Amir, this is only though on iPhone, right? No, it's on Android, Google Play Store. Yeah. Okay, but it, you can only do it on your phone. You can't do it on a desktop. Uh, no, we do have a website as well. We really don't like to direct people there because the user experience is not the greatest on the website. Okay. It, it, it's designed for the app. So the app, app Store and then the Google Play Store is where the preferred is. But we do have a website as well. Okay. But for most people, they should participate by using their phones, either an iPhone or their or their Google phone or whatever. Yeah, just yeah. go to their app store and then just type in Ponderly and yeah. we're the only Ponderly. So yeah. Where'd that name that. come from, by the way? Yeah, that's a fun because we started with 4B around the time of COVID and that was short for fourth branch of government, which is obviously no, no branches to people. And then as it evolved and we did a lot of, again, focus groups and a lot of hair pulling and going back and forth and also what was available. Uh, and mm -hmm. so Ponderly was pondering Okay. Was the thought, and then Ponderly was available, hmm. and that's how it that's how it came. But it actually was shockingly a very long and a stressful experience to get to that level. Yeah, I imagine so. But it's a cool name; I like it. What about people that want to write for you guys? Yeah, what so we do, do we do have a, we do have a writer base. I think there's a submission process. So if someone is interested, they can submit their resume to submissions at ponderly.com. And so we do take, we do consider other writers. We have in-house editors, so they go through and evaluate their pieces and then go from there. But we do take writers in. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, no, I think for now, I really appreciate your time and I appreciate everybody that's listening and would love the support. Just ponderly, like I mentioned on the app store and right. we'll continue to grow and make a positive difference in, in society. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed this Lean to the Left video and that you found it interesting and informative. Please come back on a regular basis and check out our interviews with guests on topics that focus on progressive politics and the important social issues of our time. Our interview shows stream on Mondays and sometimes Thursdays, and you can check out upcoming shows, guests, and topics at podcast.leantotheleft.net. And you can subscribe to our interview version there and to our video shows here at YouTube. And follow us on social media, Twitter at LeanToTheLeft1, Instagram at LeanToTheLeft1, TikTok at LeanToTheLeft, 
and LinkedIn at Bob Gaddy. Now, I hope you'll support Lean to the Left, too, so we can keep things going. Just click on the Donate tab at the top of the leantotheleft.net homepage and contribute by buying me a cup of coffee. That'll really help and would be much, much appreciated. Now, this is Bob Gaddy signing off for Lean to the Left. Thanks for sharing your time with us.